The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media. Uh, that's a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. For a daily social media minute, we're now joined in a studio by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Last show of the year. Last show of the year. <laughs> it's funny because... That one went by fast, 2023. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sure I'll be back here in the studio on the last day of uh, 2024. Stop it. And uh, we'll be reminiscing. It, it, it does make me wonder uh, what's going to happen. What kind of new memories are we going to make? And, uh, <laughs> you know, things like that. I'm really glad you're trying to like shift my kind of, you know, <laughs> really pessimistic outlook on how quickly this year has gone yep. by. There were some goods. Oh. But the nature of news, sometimes we report so much on the bad that I forget. I know, right? All right. Yep. Maybe next year I'll do better keeping count on the good stuff in my Same. life. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our social media minute. Uh, Coriel is set to open an online and phone <laughs> reservations for already their Lunar New Year train ticket sale starting on January 8th. It's usually because it gets so um, competitive. That's right. Uh, the Korean Korea Railroad Corporation, or simply CoRail, has announced that reservations for Lunar New Year train tickets will be open from January 8th to the 11th through online platforms, PC and mobile, and customer service call center. Mm. Uh, the reservation period applies to travel dates from February 8th to 12th across mm. various services, including KTX, ITX Semaul, and Mugunghwa trains. So the rush to book train tickets uh, come Lunar New Year, yep. right, one of the biggest holidays of the year for us. Mm. It is a cause of much stress for many <laughs> Koreans. Right. I mean, literally some people just want to get home yep. to their extended families. Mm. Can you tell us about detail of this plan? What should we know? Yeah, so CoRail has made some changes uh, compared to the previous years. For example, they have exclusively dedicated the first two days, uh, January 8th and 9th, to accommodating vulnerable groups, including the elderly, ah. the disabled, and the war veterans. Uh, the general public will then be able to make their own reservations on January 10th and 11th. Because the second you said online reservations, I thought, are we leaving certain uh, yeah, groups you're right. in the dark? Yeah, they don't want to leave anybody out this year, which okay. is good. Now, online reservations can be made through the CoRail Talk mobile app, uh, the official website, of course, or you can call the number 1544-8545. Uh, online bookings are specifically directed through the Lunar New Year ticket reservation website, www.letscorail.com. So to enhance accessibility for those who are perhaps less familiar mm. with the internet and uh, smartphones, including the elderly and the disabled, CoRail has increased the allocated seating for these groups from the previous 10% mm. to 20%, which okay. is great news. And additionally, booking opportunities are split evenly between phone and internet reservations. Uh, each method will receive an equal 10% allocation. Okay, so phone reservations were yeah. previously conducted across all routes on a single day. Uh, that sounds like that's way yeah, too much traffic. That's right. I, it, it 
looks like the process is now segmented. That's right. So reservations for the Gyeongbu, Gyeongjeon, Donghae, Daegu, Chungbuk, Central Inland, uh, and Gyeongbuk lines will be open on January 8th, uh, while reservations for the Honam, Jeolla, Gangneung, Changhang Central, Taebaek, Yeongdong, and Gyeongchun lines will be open on January 9th. Mm-hmm. Now, in preparation for the, the booking rush, CoRail is going to open the Lunar New Year ticket reservation website starting at 2 p.m. on January 5th. Now, this is going to allow customers to verify their railroad membership numbers and passwords. <sighs> and, you know, they can use this opportunity to acquaint themselves with the booking process and browse through train schedules because if you only use uh, the booking site once a year, once a year you <laughs> often forget what your password is. Things like that. You should see me on any reservation <laughs> oh, sites. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm so bad. And they try to make the passwords more safe by making it more complicated. Yeah. I kid you not each year. <laughs> add a symbol, add two symbols. Yeah. You need a capital letter. You That's can't right. use these numbers. You use it last time. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm like running out of ideas. And the problem with this <laughs> is now resetting passwords for every website, yeah. like every other time I visited. So the frustration, I'm assuming, is shared. That's right. Okay. So they're going to open this pre-reservation website and a tickets reserved during this pre-booking period has to be finalized with payment between 3 p.m. on January 11th and midnight on January 14th. Uh, be careful, guys, because unpaid reservations will be automatically canceled and offered <laughs> to those on the waiting list. And trust me, there is a long line on the waiting list. Uh, so if you don't get your reservation, yes. I mean, just make sure that yeah. your credit card goes through. That's right. Money should have left. So yeah. you can confirm booking. My brother has done this before, uh-huh. not with CoRail, but with his flight back to Chicago. Right. It was hilarious, the whole process. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to drive back to Incheon several times. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh. I love my brother. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, be prepared. I guess yep. at least we're getting that grace period to ensure that yes. the login information is verified before your yep. allocated time to make reservations. Double check <laughs> that your credit card went through. Yep. How about some... Will there be remaining tickets, Erica? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, any remaining tickets, if there are not sold during the pre-booking period, uh, will be available for general purchase online and offline at 3 p.m. on January 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use the website, CoRail Talk, and station counters, just like regular tickets. Good luck to you. Yes, good luck. <laughs> All right, on to our second buzzword mm-hmm. of the day. The first sunrise of 2024. We obsess over first uh, sunrise. Yeah, do. I mean, it's kind of beautiful. So you know, why not? travel across the country to yeah. watch the, the first sunrise of the year. Sometimes it's a little bit um, anticlimactic when the sun just kind of pops up out of nowhere. It does happen. Yeah. But and I, the weather has to cooperate, obviously. That's right. Yep. So we want to make some forecasts. Uh, are there places where we should be this mm. year? Like, I'm sorry. Next year. Next year. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Next year, 2024 being the keyword here. So the year is ending and uh, there are, of course, nationwide weather forecasts that are predicting snow or rain, uh, which means it will be difficult to catch the last sunset Mm -hmm. of the year. But the first sunrise of 2024, the year of the Blue Dragon, is expected to be visible in most parts of South Korea, with the exception of some areas of the East Coast and Jeju Island, which is a shame because a lot of people travel to the East Coast to watch the sunrise. Say, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the weather forecast and leading up to New Year's Day. Yes. Yeah, so, according to Korea's weather agency, 
the country will generally be clearer and relatively warm under the influence of a mobile high-pressure system until later today. Now, starting tomorrow, uh, a low-pressure system passing through the Korean peninsula will bring rain or snow to most regions until December 31st, New Year's Eve. Now, lower temperatures in the central inland areas and high mountains may trigger heavy snow advisories as well. Now, the amount of precipitation, the type of precipitation, snow or rain, could vary significantly depending on changes in lower atmospheric Mm. temperatures. Now, on the last day of 2023, uh, continuous rain and lingering clouds are expected to make sunset viewing challenging across the country. Only a few areas with sporadic rain might catch glimpses of the sunset through the clouds. Uh, Sunset times will vary by region, but will generally be between 5.04 p.m. and 5.36 p.m. Okay, so maybe our bets are better on sunrise first thing on January 1st rather than the last sunset Mm. of the year. Okay, many South Koreans get up early in the morning to catch that first sunrise. (laughs) In fact, you mentioned the skies will clear up. more spots to the country. So, what time is sunrise on the first day of the year? Yeah, the expected time for sunrise on January 1st of 2024 ranges anywhere between 7.26 a.m. to 7.47 a.m., depending on where you are. Uh, on New Year's Day, skies are expected to clear up, and many people will have the opportunity to catch that first uh, sunrise of the year. Now, there's, of course, we talked about it, increased road travel uh, mm. during the holiday season. Uh, you know, be extra careful because uh, falling temperatures and precipitation might lead to icy roads and frost as well. And black ice is... Uh, yeah, very dangerous. Very dangerous. So yep. be careful on the roads. Mm. But otherwise, 726 to 747 a.m., that's not such a bad window at all. No, no, not First, at all. it's like a bright morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into our, our final buzzword mm. uh, health warnings for this winter season now Ch- chilly w- winter days lead yep. to apparently an uptick in low temperature burns I wonder if our listeners have heard of that term low temperature burns because we normally for obvious reasons associate burns with uh, high temperatures yes yeah. I do uh, but you can't I mean put the pieces together what this might mean yeah. but my California upbringing is just confused <laughs> Okay, you know, it's cold, but uh, there are a lot of outdoor uh, leisure enthusiasts. They're undeterred by the cold weather. They still want to, you know, venture out for their winter adventures, like camping is one of them. Hiking. Yeah, so, and many arm themselves with high-performance clothing and gear to enjoy the cold season. And, of course, hot packs are Mm. an essential winter item to maintain body heat. Now, with increased use of hot packs, there's a growing concern over low temperature burns that are basically caused by careless use of these uh, very convenient uh, uh, hand warming and body warming products. I mean, these are excellent, right? Yes. I mean, you can use it, use them usually for hands. You can yep. put them in pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can stick them over your clothes. You can. Yep. And the problem is, um, I've actually fallen asleep in one of these on camping oh, grounds, no. and it gets really hot. Yep. And that's really dangerous, mm. it turns out. Let's talk about these low temperature sure. burns that you mentioned. So these low temperature burns, they happen when the skin is exposed to temperatures above 40 degrees Celsius for over an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, what at first seems like a warm sensation can unexpectedly lead to burn. So you really have to be careful. That's right. Now, hot packs come in two types, uh, from what I understand, adhesive and non-adhesive. Yes. Yeah, so adhesive hot packs, which are thinner mm-hmm. and they produce less heat, they're meant to be placed over your undergarments. Mm-hmm. But incidents occur when individuals attach them directly to the skin. Oh. 
they want to get the most out of it, you know, right. So, which can result in burns. Now, even outdoor professionals are not immune to these types of burn accidents. Mm. Now, similar risks are associated with electric heating pads or steam packs, mm. which lead to burns just as frequently. Okay, so definitely, like, if you have to fall asleep on camping yep. grounds, for example, I think turning these mm. off, I mean... Taking it off these uh, adhesive Add a protective hot layer packs. above the hot that packs. Too, that too. I yeah. think it's because, like you said, like the lighter, thinner products, mm. it takes usually longer to get warm. Right. It doesn't stay hot for that long mm. either. But don't stick it on your skin. Mm. Now, what are some symptoms of low temperature burns? Yeah, so symptoms typically include redness of skin, uh, erythema mm. caused by, you know, it's basically erythema is a uh, redness of the skin caused by, it could be caused by injury or other types of inflammation causing condition, including over exposure to the oh. sun. Hyperpigmentation is one of them. Itching or blistering are some symptoms of low temperature burns. I think hyperpigmentation, itching, those are like the initial steps. Yep. And then once your skin starts to blister, I think you really need That's to right. see a doctor. Yeah. Can larger and thicker hot packs cause burns more easily, maybe due to higher heat that it yes, produces? definitely so. Mm. Uh, so let's talk about a common instance where low temperature burns can happen mm. in the winter season. Camping is one of them. Mm. A lot of people place a large hot pack at the bottom of the sleeping bag to keep their feet warm and these hot packs can easily cause burns when they come in direct contact with the bare skin so to prevent such accidents some people wrap their hot packs in say a pair of socks before placing it at the bottom of their sleeping bag this can significantly reduce the risk of low temperature burns you know others go even further they create special pouches for their hot packs <laughs> um, another burn hazard comes from hot water bottles mm. the risk is higher because, well, there's boiling water in there mm -hmm. and accidents can easily happen from spills or direct contact with the hot surface. There you go, folks. You know exactly how to stay <laughs> yeah. safe during these cold winter seasons. Yes. Be okay. extra careful. Thank you, Erica. Pleasure. I wouldn't have thought that otherwise if I you know. didn't inform me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the new year. I'll see you in the new year. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.